Hello, 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 Germantown. Hi, Germantown. Hi, Germantown. You're listening to Germantown Community Radio, 92.9 FM, WGGTLP, Philadelphia, and online at gtownradio.com, or possibly tuning in to uh, our podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for mm-hmm. listening. Yeah, we're the Everyday Feminist. I'm Lois Bolta. I'm and Stephanie Heck. Hi, Stephanie. Hello, Lois. Hi. <laughs> it feels like it's been so long since I we've know. been on the air. It, feel, it yeah. has. <laughs> I know. It feels so good to be in the studio. Yeah, I know. This was. This is like a kind of sacred space, it the studio. It really is. Seriously. It really is. And just for those who are listening to know about G-Town Radio, we're in a membership not membership it's uh we're in a fundraising drive right now mm-hmm. so if you're feeling if you're feeling compelled to give to the station and support programming like the everyday feminist and a lot of the other programming here go to gtownradio.com and please donate right we're you know obviously we're member sustained you know we're mm-hmm. all volunteers here that's right lois and i don't get paid we do this because we love you with all our hearts it's the labor of love yes so if you have a little <laughs> bit of spare change that you want to throw in the way of g-town radio please do like please do. g-townradio.com so easy to do it's really easy Yes. Well, yeah, it feels really good to be in the studio, too. It's a really good vibes here. Really good vibes happy here. Happy to be with you. Happy to be with you. And happy mm-hmm. belated Mother's Day. Happy belated Mother's Day to you. Thank you. Mother's Day was yesterday. Mm. I believe last year we were live on Sundays, which made it easy to do a Mother's Day show. So today we could do a little post-Mother's Day show of sorts. Yeah, and just, I mean, just as, yeah, Mother's Day is a really interesting, it's an interesting day with a lot of feelings for a lot of people, even if you're not a mother. Yeah. There's, you know, feelings. There's people who are trying to conceive. There's people who are stepmothers mm-hmm. who may be not getting recognition or girlfriends of people who have kids. Or, or women who have decided to not become mothers. Right. Or, or couldn't become mothers. Or women who have complicated relationships with their mothers Absolutely. or their daughters. Right. There's, it's, it can be a really hard time. Or there's people whose mothers have passed or yes. that are sick. Like Mother's Day is not all uh, mimosas and brunch. Right, right. I have to admit that I generally am not a big fan of Mother's Day. And it's fine. I can't. (laughs) I can't imagine. You know, that there aren't other people who are feeling it like that too. Because yeah, no. I mean, Mother's Day is the perfect opportunity to feel disappointed. (laughs) We talked about that last year. (laughs) I I remember this. (laughs) To feel disappointed, it's sort of like you know, feeling you know, maybe let down. It's as if you're supposed to be perfectly attended to or something on Mother's Day. Yeah, and then if you're not, and then there's like kind of like a, you know, you're not grateful enough for the attempt or <laughs> something or the, you know. I Yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that, like that, that yeah, right there. Yeah, the idea yeah. that... They like, tried to do something tried. without mom <laughs> orchestrating it. They tried, <laughs> right? And it's sort of like, maybe they tried and maybe the trying made a big mess that you have to clean up, but still. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm out of that phase, the mess you have to clean up, you know, from the Mother's Day attempt. But, you know, yeah. I certainly went through that. Yeah, I hosted a, a family event yesterday. Oh, nice. So it was it was nice, but it wasn't like relaxing, being fond on mother type of experience, you know, which I think culturally we're supposed to feel, you know, like people make a fuss over mamas. But I'll tell you what, my kids really participated in hosting. That's lovely. It was nice. And I didn't have to ask people twice. Like, it was just like they were present. Mm-hmm. As they get older, it gets easier. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. I spent the day moving my son out of college. Who, you know, maybe he's listening right now. Charlie, you should have had your room packed like you said you would. <laughs> Ooh. 
<laughs> so we were we were like we were packing up. He did he I mean, you know, listen, it's a good thing he was yeah. resistant to leaving. So yeah. I'm glad it means he's yeah. in the right place. He wasn't like dying to fly out of there, but that's sort of what I did for Mother's Day. Yeah. Was like a lot of mothering. Yeah, labor. And, and I I mean, I have to say in a way I loved it. Like I love doing that stuff. Mm. It, you know, if there's something that's nice and I've missed him, you know, and so I'm there with my two sons. I get the whole day with just them and we all have a project and mm-hmm. you're spending time and they're spending time with mom on Mother's Day. Yeah. And it was a beautiful day where we were. All of that was great. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, it did feel a little bit like, wah, wah, yeah. which might have been the sound I made this time last year, actually. <laughs> yeah. Well, this time last year, we talked to Jenny Brown and because Roe v. Wade, it was you know, it was in the, it was leaked that it was going to be overturned. overturned. And then it was. Can you believe it? It's been a whole year. I oh, know. I know. That scary. was our, that and was our second so much, show. And so much had happened. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Wow. What a year it's been. Yeah. What a year. So mm-hmm. I was just reflecting on, you know, Mother's Day and I, and I had been reflecting on it. And then you brought up, Lois, the idea that we could talk today about women in free time. Mm-hmm. And somehow it feels like those might go together. Yeah. You know, like the time that you might want to have on Mother's Day or, you know, someone was telling me about how her mother for Mother's Day kind of just wanted to be left alone. Yeah. And she's like, but it's Mother's Day. I want to spend time with you. And I'm thinking, but it's Mother's Day. Let her do what she wants. Yeah. And sometimes I, I've I've heard mothers say that, that all they want for Mother's Day is to be able to check out and not have to do any mothering. Mm-hmm. I've always had, I've all, that has always made, like I, I get it. I, I really do get it. But then there's another part of me that makes me feel a little, and maybe it's because I'm a, maybe it's because I'm a single mom and I don't have my kids 24 seven, but there is something about mother's day for me. It's, I just want to, I just want the kids to be around. I want to do things with the kids I actually liked hosting with their kids, which meant they weren't up in their rooms. Right. We were doing things together. But yeah, my kids are a little bit older. When the kids were toddlers and they were a lot more work, yeah, I just wanted to be able to lay in bed and not really do much. Right, right. It's almost like, I don't know, as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking, do people really even know how to celebrate mom's you know what I mean? That there's something about since mom is the one who typically orchestrates things. I mean, typically, I mean, obviously there's so many exceptions. Um, but if, if we look on average, it's typically the woman who's organizing all the things. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and this maybe runs up against the whole curse of competence concept that we've talked about in earlier shows. Yeah. Um, you know, it's sort of like if mom doesn't do it and everyone else has to do it for her, there is a feeling of like, can it be done? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's why a lot of people end up feeling kind of disappointed because mm-hmm. it's really actually a day where you can see where it doesn't really get done. Yeah, yeah, right. And that's a bummer. Yeah, I remember seeing an ad you put out a couple years ago oh, on yeah. Mother's Day. That- <laughs> That yeah. was for your cleaning business, <laughs> yeah. Where you had written on the ad that um, offering to do chores on Mother's Mother's Day is offensive because chores should be done all year. Yes, right. It shouldn't just be Mother's yeah. Day. I I find it very offensive. Yes, very offensive. Like on Mother's Day, you don't I'm, have to do the dishes on Mother's Day. Exactly. Exactly. That's that kind of stuff. And then I think I followed it up with, G- give mom what she really wants cleaning uh lessons for you yes right no because you had said you know you i think you had even you know that yeah. that women could call you or what am i saying men could call you and like show their wife maybe get a certificate or something that if, that, yeah. that if they yeah. hired you to teach them how to clean i think you said that lois volta will teach you to see your own mess <laughs> So yeah. all, the, all the dads out there. I mean, there. it really is. I mean, that's a, you know, Father's Day is coming up. You know, we, you know, we could all pitch in to uh, give a dad cleaning lessons. 
<laughs> just when it dad works wanted. for mom for Mother's Day and Father's Day. Give dad cleaning lessons. Honey, you won't have to rake the yard today. <laughs> you can put it off till tomorrow for yeah. Father's Day. <laughs> if we're being stereotypical. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. Uh, one day off of chores is completely offensive. It really is. Right. Right. And it's that, just like highlighted on holidays like Mother's Day. Well, if we're going to go down the list of <laughs> Mother's Day gifts you yeah. hate getting. Yeah. <laughs> but I have to say, I really, so I spent the day with my family, like the girls and I hosted and my parents and my step-grandmom and my sister and her family and my brother came over and it was really nice to sit around the table with my mom and my sister and my, and my Omi and just be able to just enjoy each other as mothers. Yeah. That's you know? pretty dreamy. Yeah. And my sister, Oh my goodness. My sister is such a good mom. It's so awesome to watch her be a mom. That's cool. It's really, really nice. And you know, I love my mom and I love my step grandma. She's awesome. Yeah. Or my Omi, you know, so there was part of that that even though I was working and hosting, like, I don't know. I can I did a lot of the prep work the day before because I knew I wanted to be more relaxed. And the girls didn't have to ask too hard to get the girls just to clean up. Yeah. You know, it was, yeah. it was actually really, it was, it was nice to be around other mothers. Yeah. On Mother's Day. And it's interesting to reflect on the different experiences, right? Even just my experience of Mother's Day versus your experience mm -hmm. of Mother's Day. It's like there's a wide gulf in between them. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, even that alone just sort of speaks to what we're saying. That like Mother's Day isn't the same for everybody. Right. Mo you know, obviously, like relationships with mothers are complicated. The experience of motherhood is complicated, right? Um whether you want to be a mother could be complicated. Like you were mentioning trying to conceive. There's so many different situations that each of us are in individually mm -hmm. that, you know, obviously, you know, it's going to affect how we experience that day. Absolutely. I was thinking about a good friend of mine whose mom passed uh, a few months ago. Mm. She was really close with her mom. Oh, gosh. I'm so sorry. Yeah. And it's just, it's, yeah, it's just a complicated day. It's a complicated it's day. It's a complicated day. I'm glad it was good for you, though, because that sounds nice and it sounds encouraging. And I can kind of imagine all the, like, feminine energy in your house. There's so <laughs> much feminine energy in my house. <laughs> so great. It, it, like, that part of it does feel really good. I do want coffee in bed, though. Coffee. I, <laughs> if there was, like, one Mother's Day thing I, I, I would have wanted was coffee in bed. Just bring me coffee in bed. It's so simple. It's really simple. Yeah. Why do you want that? Um, I guess maybe that's a really good question. Well, one, I love drinking coffee in bed because it makes me feel like I don't need to get up for a little bit longer mm. so that I can, because I'll make coffee, I'll go sit down and I'll relax downstairs to drink the coffee. But there's something about in bed. In bed. It feels luxurious yeah. or something. It makes me feel like I can take my time that I don't need, don't need to rush out of bed, that yeah. I can sit in bed and drink the coffee. And you, it's like, I won't get that caffeine withdrawal headache if I sit in bed even longer. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's more like the dog doesn't, you know, if I come downstairs, the dog will like want to go out right away. Or it's like if I can, you know, it just relaxes everything just a little bit more. Right. And it's for like, like the children to be like, mom can relax a little bit longer. I mean, that just would be great. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I don't even know. I can't even think about how, if I could orchestrate like the perfect Mother's Day, I don't have any, I come up empty. I'm like, I don't know what would be the thing that I would want, yeah. honestly. Yeah. I think it has changed over time. Certainly, I was in a phase for a long time of just, you know, wanting the privacy. Like we were talking about wanting free time. Like I yeah. just wanted free time. Right. Like where nobody needed a thing from me where I could yeah. kind of not be, not have to put my energy toward other people's needs. Yeah. Or even have to plan. Right. Or just like attend mm -hmm. to myself, mm -hmm. you know, and now it's not quite the same, but it's, you know, like as your kids get older, you have a little, you know, you get more space yes. from them. Yeah. But man, when they were younger, oh God, I just wanted to be left alone. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I didn't want? Was a massage gift certificate. <laughs> Maybe I'm I, I will always take a really? massage gift certificate. See, I don't know. Maybe I'm void weird. of physical touch too. So, oh gosh, and maybe this is an maybe I'm on an odd man out. But those those things, bubble bath gifts, bath whatever, that stuff is always a little bit offensive to me. Even yeah. though nobody means it, they mean it in the sweetest, nicest way of like, here, please, here's a gift for how to take care of yourself. Yeah, but it feels like. Here, let someone else go take care of you. You know, it's like outsourcing care. Oh, yeah, you've mentioned that before, the outsourcing of care. Like, I don't want it. Mm. I don't want someone else to do it. I want you to do it. You know, like, offer to give me a massage. Or like, Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, I guess, I guess that also depends on being like who's giving it, if you're coupled or not coupled. Well, my, I don't know. My sons used to massage my feet randomly. Yeah. Like, and that was very sweet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So something like that on Mother's Day would be very tender and yeah. caring. Yeah. You know? Or just, again, maybe leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. 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 I could see that. But I think free time. Free time, was, there was a big, like, a long expanse where that's the thing I wanted more than anything. Well, I would love some free time right now. I really, really would love free time. And I was thinking about how free time, it's its kind of, its in a way I've been finding that free time can feel like a little controversial sometimes. I was talking with a friend the other day and she was explaining to, or she was just telling me how when people, and this, and it wasn't, it was not, it wasn't a personal thing about me at all, but she was saying how when people say they're busy, it really gets on her nerves. Hmm. And I get that because sometimes there's this like, oh, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. It's like almost like a brag that you got stuff going on. It's a brag or maybe it's a way to not do things. Like it's, I would want, sure, I would love to go out except I'm just so busy, right? It's a way of putting something off or saying no without saying no. Yeah, yeah. Or it's just like there's like, sometimes it feels that there's this productivity competition. Like how productive are you? Or... That, I mean, I think that's probably an, yeah. more specifically an American probably. thing, too, of like having to be productive. Oh, I got this done and this done and this done today. You know, and it's like a brag mm. or something of how busy you are and how much you do. And so I'm very careful not to say that I'm busy around her, not because I'm afraid to get on her nerves. I mean, she's my friend. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. not it's not about that. And she knows that I'm I'm busy, but... It did get me thinking about how free time is a commodity that is very precious to some in a way where I've been really reflecting on how free time is a privilege that not everybody is given that luxury. No. Specifically, if you're working more than one job and volunteering places and (laughs) raising children and trying to be an active participant in community and still have a social life, you know, it's just, it's, you know, life can feel really, really, really full at times. And that's why sometimes I just take a step back though and be like, life is really full but everything in here is just really beautiful. It just feels like a lot to juggle sometimes. Right. But um, yeah, the laundry never goes away. The dishes never go away. There's still things like, you know, being present for my children, for my business, for, you know, the things that I want to come to fruition. They never really will go away. But free time in general, it's like, how do you get, how do you get more? How do you get more of it, Stephanie? I want more. I want there to be like 60 hours in the day. Right, but then you would fill them. And it would be great. No, but I don't know that there would, like some of this stuff might be, this stuff, this theme of time. It feels like there's so much to do that it's like a gas that would just fill any amount of space you give it. So if you had a 60-hour day, would you be still experiencing a 24-hour, you know, would you have the 24-hour mm-hmm. day workload and then you have this 
you know, whatever remaining like 36 percent, 36 hours that would be free? Or would all the things that you have to do just expand into the 60 hours? That's really true. I mean, maybe I'm thinking now, too. It's like I'm working towards a life where I am building more support into the system. So I will be able to have more free time. It feels like I put a lot of sweat equity into life. I mean, I know what you mean. It's it's almost like if you can, at least the idea is, the dream is that if you can just get things perfectly organized, then one day you'll be able to have the system run itself and you'll get free time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and maybe yes, maybe no. But I feel you. Time, like to have time is, that's a commodity, you know, mm. which is sort of what I was saying to my son yesterday when I thought we would be hitting the road back home several hours earlier than we were, several hours mm-hmm. sooner. Mm-hmm. I just said to him, I was like, you know, this is my time here that mm-hmm. we're using up. Like, it's not just us getting your room packed as if the only person here is you. Like, yeah. what you do affects other people. And so now you're using my time and you're using your brother's time. And listen, in the end, we had it to give. Mm-hmm. And in the end, it was fine. And in fact, his brother really seemed to have a really good day. Yeah. You know, and it was there, you know, those things become precious memories also. Yeah. But it's good to have a, a rem, like to stop and remember that other people are affected by, you know, when we need to use their time. Right. Especially women. Right. It's like when you're asking yeah, a lot of women, like, think about that. You know, I think that the, the experience of time is weird in motherhood anyway, because there's a sense of what is the saying the the, um, the days are long, but the years are short. Mm. But it's like in, you know, just experiencing time. There's a, when, especially when your children are younger, mm-hmm. it can feel like days go on forever, but you turn around and the years are gone. Yeah. And it is a funny experience of time. Yeah. Do you think time is different for, particularly in maybe cisgendered relationships? Do you think time is different for men than it is for women? Oh, I have no idea. I really don't know. I, mean, I would I, say, yes, it is different. <laughs> I would say yes in a way, but yeah. also men are working. <laughs> Look at me yeah. being so stereotypical. Yeah. But yeah. right, we're, I think, you know, we often have, at least, you know, in, in my community and your community, there's a sense of often both parents are working. Right. So everyone really is busy and there really isn't mm-hmm. much. Like I used to feel, and I think I've talked about this before, I used to feel like time was really a zero-sum game, right? Mm-hmm. Or the amount of energy that there wasn't a family was a finite amount. And so, you know, if one person took a lot, all of the free time, the other person didn't get much, right? There's only going to be so much free time, especially when your kids are really little that a couple's going to have. Right. So if dad plays golf on Saturday for eight hours and mom's got the kids, you know, then maybe the next day is a thing that you're doing together with the larger family, like a big family event. Then mom just never gets that time. Because dad took it. He took it. Right. Right. And it's not, maybe it's not even meant that way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and she wants to give it to him, but it really does come at the expense of her. And, you know, so then, you know, women can kind of get blocked out of having free time. Right. Right. I think we hear a lot that, um, and I think that, I mean, there's more, there's studies on this too. It's not just a stereotype, but when, you have two working parents and they both come home from work. You know, dad wants to decompress and male partner wants to decompress and just be able to not have to think about anything. But that never really happens for mom slash, you know, woman partner having to think about dinner and plans and homework and just keeping things going, the general maintenance of the house things like that. And yes, I do believe that there are many men out there that are very conscious about it and very supportive and really, really kind and empathetic. And honestly, I've been hearing more stories about men. Like, I just want to give a little bit of a kudos to the men out there that are really putting the effort in. Yeah. Like really. And who really were like, you know, I don't, even with the mother's day thing, I don't want to, you know, I want to be careful. There's a lot of men out there that are really trying, not only trying, but like, they're doing it. They're putting the work in. They're being thoughtful. They're, they're good men. Mm-hmm. They're good men in the world. Just keep going 
And even if you go a little bit further, it's going to be, it's going to be so attractive to other men that it's going to really push the needle. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. But what I was just thinking, I was sort of free associating as I was just listening to you. Um, just thinking about like all the things there always are to do. And it made me think of this book that came out when my kids were probably still in elementary school. The book was called Overwhelmed by this woman, Bridget Schulte. Did mm-hmm. you ever read you that book? You showed it to me. Ah, well in it, she, her, she's on a mission to find out where her time goes. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting. Like that's, she's a reporter from the, like a Wall Street Journal reporter. Mm-hmm. And so she approaches it like, you know, She's really trying to do this investigative research to understand what happens to her time. And it's sort of fascinating. And she even goes to a time studies analyst at Yale or something. <laughs> of course. <Okay. laughs> like she, she goes to some academic department and speaks to a time studies analyst who does this thing that a lot of people, I've heard this a lot, which is to tell her that she probably is just mismanaging her time and she probably has more free time than she realizes. It's just that she's not, she's not handling her time well. So this, this time studies analyst is kind of telling her this. And so she goes through, you know, all of the things she's doing, trying to take him seriously, trying to figure out where the extra hours are. Was the time analyst a man? Yes. Okay. Yes. And so not to not this is a little spoiler alert if you're going to read the book but at the conclusion of the book she gets to see his office she meets him in his office because he's very braggy about how he has free time and in spite of all the things he does because he's a time studies analyst he knows how to spend his time maximally well okay so he's bragging about it yes okay and and kind of it's at least that's the tone and the tone mm-hmm. is that he's a little condescending to her because she mm-hmm. can't figure it out yeah and then she sees his office yeah and realizes that really it's all a trade-off so he has free time and his office is a disaster <laughs> and he's like well of course i'm not going to spend time cleaning like it's that's an unproductive use of time right and so it just sort of says even this time studies, right? There's like flames <laughs> coming off of my head, you know, right? like, yeah, like, it's even, like what we value is like what time is valuable and what time isn't. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And so she's then imagining she's like, well, sure. I mean, if I let my entire house go, then I would have time if I didn't pick up anything or clean or manage the household if I let all of that go then yeah I would have plenty of free time Mm -hmm. right so it's Mm -hmm. like when she saw his office she was able to put all of the things he had said to her in context that and which reinforces the thing that I remember I remember feeling this a lot again especially when my kids were younger it just hit me at some point that everything is a trade-off right so for her you know it's a trade-off. She's cleaning her house and she has less time because time is finite, right? Yeah. There's o- they are only 24 yeah. hours in the day and we do only have so much energy, right? I guess we can push ourselves, but that's not good. Sleep is important. Yeah, and there are things in my life that I wish I could do that I just don't have the time for. That's the trade-off, right? Like real meaningful things that I want to do or that I feel like would actually give me more time in a way if I had the time if you could do the thing it would give you it would make something more efficient so then you'd have more time yeah yeah like and and I think when I when I go through people's homes and we have like organizing things that we're doing for instance um I went through this one home and there was a lot of dreams cluttered around right there was a box of ball jars on the floor that are like, I want to learn how to can, but I don't have the time. Yes. And then there's a sewing machine that has like a pile of fabric on top. Uh, It's like, I want to be able to do that, but I don't have the time. It's like all these aspirations of the people we want to be, but we don't have the time. And it's funny. A lot of times when I think about the house and kind of even dealing with clutter, a lot of times it's really mourning the loss of the person that will that we're not able to be in the moment. Right. You know, and it's just like, and then that's when like guilt comes in or feeling like, 
I'm not living as the best version of myself. And a lot of that comes down to the way that our society is structured to make it that way. Of course. Right. I mean, if women were given more support or if we had better maternity leave, like just, you know, better community daycares, Mm -hmm. there's so many things that um, could change in the way our society is structured that would help women who are mothers have more time, Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Right. Or more just typical gender equality in the home so that, you know, all of the labor women do is seen or maybe divided better. Right. Like, which gets, you know, back to that episode. What didn't we do an episode again? What women could do if they weren't so busy taking care of you. Yeah. Or even like dating, right? Having someone who is special to me, who I'm special to. Like, I don't have time to do that. When do I have time? The next time I'd even have available for a date was like next month. Right. Right. You know, it's like not even to be able to have you know, to be able to pursue life in different ways. It's like, I just don't even have the time to do that. Right. It's like, if you were to try to date, then you're taking time away from something else, right? It's right. Then there's so much to right. do for everything you're doing. There are things you're not doing. Exactly. And that, that's the trade. It's always yeah. a trade off for exactly. everything. Right. We're going to, we're going to any, and, and sometimes I think of it, or I used to say to myself when I, when my kids were smaller and there was so much to take care of all the time, right? And I always had to make choices that there are, in fact, many right answers. Like all of the choices are good choices. But yes, if you choose to be with your child, it does mean you can't go to work or you can't return a phone call or you can't, Mm -hmm. you know, get your closet cleaned out because you're, you know, taking your kid to music class or whatever. Or... If you choose to clean out your closet, it means that you're not able to spend time with your kid, like mm-hmm. right exactly. all the time. That's how it is. Yeah. But there's something I was in this. I had a conversation yesterday with a woman who I had just I had just met her. It was just, it was weird. It was like I was talking to a stranger, and we ended up getting in a conversation. And she told me that she was a a self, you know she she was admitting that she was a hoarder, and she was talking about. Um, you know, just the amount of time it takes to, you know, to declutter and all the little lives that she has to say goodbye to. But, um, oh gosh, where was I going with I'm this? Not sure. When we were talking about trade-offs, right? For everything you're doing, there are things that you're not doing just to try to remind you. Yeah. Yeah. So she, and she was, I mean, she was talking about all these lives that she wanted to live and all the books that she wanted to read. And then the accessibility of a dollar book bin that gives you a new promise of like another adventure that you could go on. And, um, just but the amount of work it would take to live all those lives and she was older she was like i mean she's probably in her late 60s not older but like late 60s early 70s and she knows the amount of stuff that in her house is in her house she would never be able to have a lifetime like in her lifetime she would never be able to be all the versions of herself that she sees that she wants to be yeah that's so it's being confronted with the person that she really wants to be, which is finding, oh, here's where I was going, is, and we, ha- we had just a beautiful conversation. I love it when I can talk to f- strangers and we just go deep right away, you know? But it's like, what is the trade-off? What things, is it okay to say goodbye to this version of yourself that might never be and then just value truly the things that are actually important for instance i have a garden and the garden is pretty intense and i love it because when i'm in the garden i feel connected to my food i feel there's something really good about my hands being in the soil it feels life-giving it's worth the trade-off it's worth the work and no it's labor that I don't make money for. Obviously, actually, I put money into the garden, and it's a lot of, you know, actual work. But when I think about things that are meaningful to me, it's meaningful to me to know how to grow food because we don't know the future of food. It's meaningful to me to be able to step outside and like pick things for dinner. It's meaningful, like those things are actually quite luxurious. 
And I'd rather have, you know, one day a week or one day every other week where I'm not working to do that, to do that type of work because it's meaningful to me. It brings meaning to my life. Right. So there is trade-offs, but I want to pick the things that are life-giving, that are really life-giving, you know, or like the volunteer work, or for instance, this show, this show is all volunteer work. And right. if you're listening to the podcast, it's all, it's all been volunteer work. It's all because we think that these conversations are important to have. But to me, it's meaningful. And I'd rather do something meaningful and hope that, you know, just let it happen and hope, you know, yeah, it's like if you're going to be making trade-offs, which inevitably, being an adult in America, you are, especially if you're a parent and maybe in particular a mother, if you're going to be making those trade-offs, it's certainly helpful to know your own value system mm-hmm. so that you can exactly. have yeah. right a way of deciphering what is the thing in the long run that is going to be the most meaningful to you, Right. And it, it might change, you know, or it might be that, you know, you have to balance it out, but you narrow it down. So a meaningful thing might be spending quality time with your kids while they're at whatever developmental stage mm-hmm. and they still need you, plus sleep, plus mm-hmm. um, work, plus downtime, which is already, that's kind right. of four things, but it's all already mm-hmm. impossible. But at least if you have a sense of what are the ingredients that you want to trade Mm-hmm. then at least it can feel like you're living in alignment right. with what you believe in. Yeah. Right. For you, Lois, it's like community, giving to the community. And food is a big part of that. Mm-hmm. Plus all the other things you said. Mm-hmm. But even thinking about like, I think that there's guilt because when we're picking what we find most valuable or meaningful, there's people that get left out. Right. I haven't gone to visit my grandma because I haven't had time to go visit my grandma. That doesn't make her not meaningful to me. Of course. You know, and then there's like this, this push and pull of like not wanting to let people down because I, I don't have time or I don't want people to think that, oh, I spent time with this person and not this person, so they're more valuable. But the truth is, the same friend who told me, you know, that about her feelings about busyness you know, she came over and took my dog for like a whole day out in the woods. And like, then we, you know, we hung out afterwards for a little bit when she was dropping Dottie off. And like that to me was like, okay, she knows I got a lot going on right now. And instead of me feeling like I was letting her down by not being able to like set a date for when we could get together the next time, she just showed up for me. Mm. And it felt so good. It was really, really meaningful. And then it's just like that. And that to me is, is also like community and friendship and feeling like I'm also, I'm also part of, I'm a part of the equation. Right. As far as she made me feel like I was meaningful to her. Right. Which, you know, again, that's in alignment with your, the value of community. Because I'm sure even when you're busy, she must have a sense that you're giving to her. Like everybody's kind of, if you can find something to give, and it may be that one friend is more busy than another friend, or that it, that it goes in waves or that people can be in different stages. And if you're in a stage where you have more time to give, it feels so good and so replenishing mm-hmm. and so nurturing of the relationship to give it or give some of it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, Totally. I think that I, well, I've also heard myself say over the last couple of weeks that I'm, and I don't know how I feel about this. Maybe I shouldn't say it, but I, I've, I've said I'm tired of being tired. Yeah. And I don't know what to do about it because it, whatever's on the horizon looks like it's going to be busier than it's been. (laughs) Yep. You know, and that to me is like, that's like a really hard place to feel like you're treading water and you still don't really see land, but you really love swimming too. <laughs> I mean, yes, I, yeah. I know. I feel like I've said that it's a mantra. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that I actually started to notice because maybe one of my kids pointed it out to me, but I started to notice how often I say I'm tired. Yeah. 
and, and I'll say it kind of to no one, you know, or, you know, I might say it in the car with my kids there or like I'm with a friend and I'll just kind of announce it. Oh, I'm so tired. I'm tired. Yeah. I'm really tired. Yeah. No, you know, by now it's the same as just sighing or, you know, it's like a filler thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I don't want, I don't want to be writing that into my language though, too. I want to feel like the things that I do in my life are life giving like, or for instance, a day after being in the garden, particularly if I'm shoveling or doing something, you know, with a little oomph, I feel tired, but it's a good type of tired. Like I like the good type of tired and I'm not afraid of the good type mm -hmm. of tired. A job well done feels really good. Yeah. You know, that type of tired I'm okay with. And I wish more of it felt a little bit more like that. But sometimes it's harder to have that relationship with cleaning up after you hosted a lot of people. Right, something. right. Yeah, I mean, for me, the fatigue can be, you know, anything from it happens to be a week or for no reason at all, I can't sleep as well, right? Or just that there is a sense of there's too much to do all the time and I'm trying to do it and I'm trying mm -hmm. to be all things to all people. And there's just an outpouring of energy in the direction of others and nothing coming in or very little. I mean, it's never yeah. nothing, yeah. but maybe not enough, right? It's sort of like if I were to set up the ideal scenario, right, there would, you know, I would have more replenishment. So when there's more going out than there is coming in, which is often the state that I'm in, mm -hmm. I do feel like excessively tired. Right. You know, even sometimes even if I am sleeping, although I really also just never sleep enough. Yeah. Well, burnout is a real thing. Truly. Like burnout, like people are burning out left and right. Mm hmm. Right. Well, we also I mean, this is a slightly to, to change course slightly. We're also, in my opinion, losing a sense of relatedness, like as a probably as a people, as a world population, right? So much of our relatedness is happening um, through a device. Communication oh. is mediated through yes. a device. So our sense of relatedness with each other and the things that would replenish us, we are not getting. There isn't as much eye contact. Yeah. There's yeah. A, everyone's yeah. kind of in their own bubble world. So they're, you know, if you're caught up in the world of your phone in a moment, you're not seeing all the people around you. Right. You're, and maybe, you know, there's like a loss of empathy that goes with that. So then mm -hmm. we're not refueling each other. Mm -hmm. And so it just to me, all of that adds to just, you know, a huge sense of fatigue. Yeah, totally. Although, I mean, I hope that at some point there will be a backlash and a kind of return to people rediscovering how good it feels to be in relation to others. Oh, totally. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why yesterday felt so good to be around my family and have everyone over my house and even though I was hosting yeah and again like even though that it, it was work it felt so good yeah to be together to not yeah I, I really do feel you on that separation the device separation and zoom and you know we save time by not going to meetings by just flipping open our computers. There's even something about that that's we'd be able to become more productive because we can get more, you know, you know, separate ourselves. Even I mean, I heard, I heard this a lot during the pandemic when, when most people's work lives, if they had the kind of job where they didn't have to be in person and people all, you know, kind of suddenly switched to working on virtual platforms over the internet. Um, I heard so often that people's work days just got longer because uh, there was no more separation between work time and home time. There wasn't a sense of you left the office, so now you're in a new space. You're either in between, right? You would go from office to, let's say, car or train or mode of transportation home to home. And in that in-between time, you got to kind of think through what had happened in the day, maybe process mm -hmm. it, maybe imagine what will be happening mm -hmm. at night once you're at home. And that kind of created a distinct and good delineation. And then when your living room was your office, because that's where you could put your laptop, it seemed for a lot of people like work just again, it like, it's like a gas, it expanded into whatever space yeah. you'll give it. Yeah. 
And so suddenly there is no sense of free time. Any little scrap of it you might have gotten before is now just completely gone. Right. Like we are inundated all the time. We are overloaded with information. Right. And I feel like it's overstimulating, like the text messages pop up and, you know, and it may be from people that you want to hear from or need to hear from. But even still, if you're focused on something and there's a lot of distraction going on, Mm -hmm. that it feels like time just disappears. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe you might have had time to do a thing, but then there's 20 other little minor things that happen and suddenly you turn back around and all that time you had is now. gone. Yeah. I'm just thinking about how many people are bored. There's a lot of people who are bored out there, though. Bored. They're bored. They don't know what to do. (laughs) Well, I mean, as a psychologist, there's a whole psychology of boredom. So I don't know. Right. It's like, I don't know if I can kind of speak to that all the way. It is kind of it is kind of mind blowing. Like, how is it that you're not? Um, feeling all of the things that there are to do or maybe you're not involved or yeah but that's even being bored I would like to be bored but not really but kind of I would like to have an afternoon where I could just like putz around and be bored right well being bored is a state of mind though that doesn't necessarily (coughs) feel good I don't know that it's the same as relaxing that's true it's like I want to be stimulated and I'm understimulated or I want to be doing something and I kind of, there's nothing to do. And so I'm frustrated. Right. Yeah. 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 I guess there's like a lot of different emotions that can like creep in there, which feelings of guilt and feelings of you're not doing what you should be doing, but you're being, you know, I could see how there's a whole psychology. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm sure it's pretty complicated, but it is hard to imagine at time, especially when you're in a space like what you're describing, where there's too much all the time. And if you want a thing for yourself, maybe it can happen between three and four next month on the second Tuesday. Exactly. <laughs> That's what you got. Exactly. And then you end up giving it away without even knowing it. The other thing I like to think about when we're talking about time and wanting more of it, I'm thinking about some of the clients that I have who have young children and how, I mean, I'm personally very glad I'm not waking up in the middle of the night. I'm glad I'm not sleep deprived deprived because I'm nursing or, you know, I do miss nursing though. I really do. (laughs) Ah, Sweet times. But, um, no, there's like, and having a toddler and running around or having like multiple little children, it's a whole, 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 whole different, You know, it's a whole different world. But then there is this other part that I'm even thinking about this time in my life, where I am in my career. Like there's a time for everything, right? There's a time when my kids were little. It was a different type of work. And there's different phases in our lives that if I worry too much about being so tired, I might miss the beauty of the work that I'm putting in. That if if I'm always just waiting to reap the benefits, right, then I might miss the enjoyment. Of course, yeah, right. And I mean, that's a thing that I think can easily happen, especially when you're talking about motherhood and your kids growing up. A lot of people have a sense of where did it go Mm -hmm. in the end. You know, like once you're not again, the days are long and the years are short. So when you when you're we've gone through all the years and it had felt like they're short. Mm-hmm. You know, you sort of wish you could go back to that same space, but more rested or yeah, <laughs> like that yeah. you could really appreciate those moments or the moment, you know, but I guess you're talking about the more mindful you can be in the moment, the more it can feel a little bit like time expands a little because you're not as tired. Or yeah. Or, or being able to tap in to the sublime in the mundane. Mm-hmm. I know you talk about that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Being able to have a very meaningful experience every day, like, and directly placing meaning into our lives as busy as they might feel. And that, you know, I like that because it, it seems like a way that you can, maybe you can't add hours to the day, but there's some restoration that can happen there. Like when I'm talking about 
feeling like you're pouring out more energy than you have coming in. There's something generative about that, mm-hmm. right? That it for you, if you're gardening and really in the moment and enjoying it, then you're getting the job done at the same time as you're generating some kind of restoration in yourself. Yeah, yeah. It's like replenishing. Yeah. Or like, for instance, last night, so after I roasted two chickens and I boiled the, you know, the bones and everything down, and I knew if I just put the bones and the broth in the fridge, I would never get to it, and it would just go bad. So it was like after everything was cleaned up, things were boiling it was like I could stay up to like it was already at that point like 10 it was like I could stay up another hour and just make the chicken soup do I do it or do I not do it and I ultimately decided to stay up a little bit later to make it because I knew I'd be replenishing myself for the rest of the week right right it's an investment yeah yeah and then and then what I stayed up an extra hour and I like you know, watched a show by myself in the kitchen while I was plucking meat off bones, whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just a matter of standing instead of maybe leisurely draping myself over a a couch. But at the same time now I've fed myself for the next, the week. Right. So it's like a, that's a really smart use of time because you just saved yourself. Like the the Yale Mm -hmm. time management guy would be super proud of you. (laughs) (laughs) But I guess that's what, like I could, I could get in, I could get in a dizzy, like, or like I could get all crazy about like, oh, I didn't go to bed till 11 at night and blah, 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 blah. I was working, 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 working. But then again, it's just like, no, I, I I made a conscious choice to like enjoy it. You know, right. Which I feel like it's like, that's also like a really like complicated thing to come to terms with because we are told like, all right, for instance, like cleaning solution ads is like, Ooh, make cleaning fun by, you know, if you only had this or this and it'd be easy and fun. It's just like this idea that we're supposed to be whistling while we we're working Mm -hmm. And it's really frustrating to be told that we're supposed to be whistling while we're working. And I have to be careful that I don't sound even now like I'm like, oh, well, everybody just whistle while they work and that's going to be good because it's hard to feel that way when you feel like the system's rigged against you, particularly if you're a woman. Right. So to me, I want to be careful not to be like, oh, well, you just got to find the sublime and the mundane. And if you haven't found it, something's wrong with you. you. But like just for me. I think it's more a conservation of energy. And when I can conserve my energy, I'm just a little bit better. Right. I mean, coming from you, it feels very different. It doesn't have the, it doesn't feel like an added burden. You know, like there can be this, you know, idea of like, if you're not enjoying it, then there's something wrong with you that makes you feel burned out or tired even more. Mm -hmm. But you're like, the way you describe it is like that. It's like, this is a way that you can find to conserve energy. It feels helpful Mm -hmm. and not judgy. And I also, I like, I want to shy away from things like, well, if you just work hard enough, you'll get it. Like, cause that attitude is really... It, that's like a pull them up from your bootstraps type of mentality that right. I really don't like either. Yeah. Like if you just make the chicken soup at the end of the night, then you won't have to do the thing. It's like, ah, uh, then it all of a sudden feels like expectation instead of like, no, how can I be caring for myself and like be, yeah, be mindful about what my week looks like and how I want to nourish myself right. and how I don't want to be wasteful and let food go bad. Right. Right. I, I feel like I really relate to what you're saying in terms of the, the part that can feel judgy around, you know, if if things are hard for you, it's because you're not working hard enough or you're not putting in effort or you're mismanaging your time, right? Or, you know, my, my former mother-in-law used to say to me, if I complained to her, complained slash talked to her about how, like, what a hard time I was having with my infant or how much I wish I could go to the gym, she would say, well, you just have to make time. You just have to make the time. And that would just make me so angry because I'm like, how yeah. does one do that? Like, yeah. I'm like, I, I'm not a time stretcher. I'm not a metaphysics expert. Like there actually are things that have to be done that are using up my time yeah. in reality. And I cannot just invent more time. So it would just make me feel mad and frustrated and misunderstood. Yeah. Right. I mean, a better answer would be here. Let me help you so you can. 
right? But in the yeah. absence of having extra hands to help you, then it's just, you know, you're in the squeeze and you've got to figure it out and maybe you'll get to the gym or maybe you won't. I mean, when I became a mother, I was really, I have to say, I was really angry because I felt like I had been totally lied to. And maybe that's just being Gen X and in Generation X, we're like sandwiched between, you know, like the the feminists who told us that like we could have it all. You know, it's like, go ahead, mm. have it all. and But no one had prepared us really for the fact of, you know, domestic labor that's still going to fall on you, right? So you can have the career, you can have the education, you can have all that, but you're still going to be expected to carry out all the work in the home, mm-hmm. right? And and because of the way society is still structured, likely a lot of the domestic stuff's going to fall on you. So I felt like maximally set up for frustration. I mean, I became a mother when I had just finished my PhD. Like real, like literally, I had gotten all the hours I needed in my postdoc to be able to get a license in psychology, and then I became a mother, and I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't put it to use in you, any way. You didn't make the time. Right. I couldn't make the time. <laughs> I some, you know, it's yeah, like my son yeah. was colicky. We didn't have a lot yeah. of family to support us in, in that way. Right. And it just was like, it just sort of fell into that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know it would. And I, I remember just really being struck by this whole notion of, you know, this was such a lie that I could have it all. You know, because mm-hmm. in my mind, I would, you know, have my job, have my baby, have dinner, everything would be fine. It was like such a, such a almost delusional state, you know, which is, and when I started to think about everything in terms of trade-offs, you can have it all, not all at the same time, you know, for everything you're doing, there are things you're not doing. Mm-hmm. It, it started to at least feel better because it took some pressure off of me. Mm-hmm. I could kind of more just be where I was. Yeah. 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 Which kind of like then puts the meaning in it if we can approach it in a way where we're not uh, just thinking about now not then not then feeling that way but like now like feeling like okay feeling lied to about how much time is actually available well what type of time are we going to spend let's make it mean something right and then it's like when we live lives where we have more meaning in them. It's not so existential doom and gloom. And it's actually, you can take it one day at a time knowing that, I mean, it could all blow up any minute. Right. It really could. It could all blow up any minute. So instead of waiting for a future that may not materialize where we have more time, I just want the time that I use right now to be time that like is meaningful and I believe that spending time with you right here, Stephanie, is super, it's super meaningful to right. me. Me too. Mm-hmm. Me too. I mean, it's why I look forward to it. Mm-hmm. Right. Even though I don't have time to do this, you don't have time to do this. <laughs> I never, I never actually have the time and yet here I am doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And maybe this is where, you know, there's a sense of make the time, but I didn't make time. I traded off other things. Mm-hmm. Right. So being here means there's a lot of other places I can't be and there are things I'm not doing. Mm-hmm. Or the mad rush home to make dinner for the kids. Yep. Before they get home for track. That's going to happen soon. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. All of that. That's oh. what that's what life is. Right. And there is it's like there is no good time because there is no good time. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. we just do it when we can do it. And, you know, but it ends up being good time because I, you know, this is, this is good time. This is good time. This is good time. And thanks for taking your time to listen to our show. Yes. Yeah. You can, uh, you can boogie on over to our website, the everyday feminist radio. No, just the everyday feminist.com. Yeah. And the everyday feminist, not everyday feminist.com. Yeah. The everyday feminist.com where you can find links to all of our former shows in the form of podcasts. So if you're curious about something we've been referencing, go back and check it out. You might enjoy it. Or if you feel like even after this conversation, I'm thinking about this was, this was a great conversation for like a little, inside the working mind of somebody who might be busy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, share it. Share it. Share it. Mm -hmm. Well, Germantown and beyond, we'll be signing off. We'll be back next week, assuming we have time. (laughs) No, we'll make the time. We'll make the Mm -hmm. time. All right. See you next time. We'll make the time. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> on that note, <laughs> off we go. Bye. <laughs>